We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Oh, things are getting really juicy. Major coaching news today. If you're just tuning in, Sean Payton has been hired by the Denver Broncos. You got a first rounder and a second rounder going back to the Saints. And they get Sean Payton, Denver does, and a third rounder from the Saints. Now, there was a report that came out right after it looked like the deal was finalized that the Broncos had actually been working today to try to get Mm -hmm. D'Amico Ryans, who was hired by the Houston Texans today. They were still trying to work on getting something for Ryans before He said, no, thank you. I'm going to Houston. And then they pivoted, Denver did, and got something done with Sean Payton. Yes. Uh, The tweet that you read last hour that started off this firestorm was from (laughs) Ian Rappaport. Unbelievable. The Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again today before he recommitted to the Texans. Sources say when he agreed to terms with the Texans, they moved and finalized Sean Payton. Yeah. Guess who the source off's with? Who? The big gun. Shafty. Oh, Shafty. I thought Glazer was coming in. No, Glazer doesn't have sources off because Glazer's source is, he basically works for the team. Nobody sources (laughs) off with him. Shafter says, timing of today's two hires was completely coincidental. Broncos were zeroed in on Sean Payton and didn't make any contact this week with D'Amico Ryans or his agent. Denver was focused on Payton and Houston on Ryans. Oh, it's a source off. Who's right? This is we haven't had a source off. I think since what Schefter reported that Brady was going to retire, and then we all had to wait, and he actually did. No, Jeff Darlington. Right, it was Darlington versus Uh, Schefter, right? I can't remember what. I don't think Schefter are on the same team, aren't they? No, I thought there was a source off between around Tom Brady's retirement. Oh, right. Okay. That yeah. he was and he wasn't. Like, Schefter said he was retiring, but Brady didn't say it for, like, another three days. No, no, no. Darlington came out and said it, and then Brady said it wasn't true. Remember? And then it Then it was, was true. Yeah. That's because a unique source he was finalizing off. the perfect Instagram post. So, Schefter's <laughs> right. saying that this isn't true, that the, the Broncos did not want D'Amico Ryans this week. They, they were zeroed in on Sean Payton. And I'm sorry. Ooh, who's telling the truth? The common sense is... I'm sorry, you have Russell Wilson, a quarterback who threw 16 touchdowns last year. You better be bringing in Sean Payton. You can't bring in D'Amico Ryans for this team. Well, it depends who's D'Amico Ryans bringing with him as an offensive coordinator. Who? I don't know, but I'm saying... Who's better than Sean Payton? I I don't think that there would be a better option out there, but maybe Ryans was like, I'm going to bring you the next Sean McVay. Unless they're bringing, what, Cliff Kingsbury from Thailand? I don't know. Is someone find Cliff Kingsbury? Is he cliff diving in Kosamui? Something. The next Sean McVay would be 28 years old. You cannot, you can't bring it. That means the guy six years younger than Russell Wilson is going to show him how to play football. 
I just think hiring an offensive coach made all the sense in the world because your defense was already pretty good. Defense you have a good really defensive good. coordinator. So the whole thing, I understand Namiko Ryans looks like he's going to be an outstanding coach too. And the coach is more the CEO. It's not really running either side sometimes. But this, it just makes so much sense that Sean Payton would be the pick for Denver. Coming into this, before all this, didn't we both think, gosh, Sean Payton would be an incredible hire for Denver? Absolutely. And it's just, you know, listen, depending on who you want to believe or whose sources are better or who's trying to protect who. But let's just say, for example, that Ian Rappaport's sources are the real sources and that they were trying to finalize something with D'Amico Ryan mm-hmm. this morning. All right, now you got kind of two things. You've had to debunk one rumor that there was maybe some friction between Sean Payton and somebody in the ownership group or someone in the executive group that maybe was making him have cold feet about the job. And now the second thing is that if you believe Rappaport sources that up to the maybe minute you were still trying to work out something with D'Amico Ryans, that's two things that are like, huh, a little, little bizarre. But you know what? Sometimes these hiring cycles... You know, weird things happen when people are negotiating. Maybe it's a whole bunch of nothing, but maybe it's not. Yeah, I think Nick Sirianni was the third choice of the Eagles, and he was a little-known assistant out in Indianapolis, and they are the number one seed and in the Super Bowl. I I just think these things work out in odd ways. We can't predict. We're not in the building with all these coaches. Most of us don't even really know what makes a great NFL coach. We know Bill Belichick outsmarted everybody, but it's not that obvious. Not last year he didn't. Well, right, but traditionally. Yeah, no, he's the best. I think, I, but I don't know. I think this is going to work out just fine. If I'm a Denver fan, I'm so excited. Well, oh my gosh. I mean, the floor couldn't have been lower if you were a Denver fan. Like, Hackett was a joke as a head coach. Yeah. It didn't work out, and it was embarrassing. And, and it's a shame because I think everyone was really excited about the Russell Wilson trade, and then the first year is a flop. So, all right, you can look at two ways. You know, one is... Or I guess maybe there's, look at, there's nowhere to go up, I guess would be the one way to look at it. This has got to be better. It's got to look better under Sean Payton. I mean, the Hackett thing was always supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. And that would have been – I'm very curious how that would have worked. No, but now the Jets are talking themselves into that with hiring Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about Rodgers on McAfee today because he was mentioning and responded to our interview with Romeo Dobbs. It didn't look like Rodgers was really jonesing to go anywhere. Uh, I don't know. I, I believe yeah, no, him when he, seemed, he says he has not made a decision. I, but, I bought that. Yeah, he seemed like a cool customer. It didn't seem like he even cared where he ended up. I think he's he's over the Aaron Rodgers story just as much as the rest of us are over the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers story. And he's part of it. And this is what happened with Favre. People just got exhausted of weighing all the options. Just said, go wherever you want. We don't care anymore. I don't know if it's to that point yet with Green Bay, but I it's, get it. It's, it's, it's definitely getting it's there. It's teetering. Yeah. All right, big coaching news today. Obviously, Sean Payton goes to Denver, and D'Amico Ryans goes to Houston. Jim is in Chicago. Jim, what's up, dude? Um, I really don't I don't understand the whole thing with uh, Sean Payton, uh, the whole national enthrallment with the guy. I mean, he's no better off than Mike McCarthy. I know we're enthralled and with him too. The second thing that just raises all the uh, all the uh, headlines is people battling about where Tom Brady. I mean, where uh, Tom Brady's actually going to play. The guy can't play anymore. Are you sure? I mean, it's obvious he, he doesn't want to get hit. He can't move. I just don't understand it. I mean, I know I know sports talk has to talk about something. The greatest thing about Sean Payton is he, he's going to get himself a twenty million dollar a year payday. Yeah, but two years ago, Tom Brady led the league in passing. I, you're saying it changed that much in one year? Hello? 
Jim? Hello. Yeah. yeah. Hello. All right, we got to let you go. Couldn't hear him. I mean, he had 4,700 yards, 25 touchdowns, and nine picks. Tom Brady can still play football. Yeah, I understand what he said. He definitely looked like he didn't want to take a hit, and he, de- he definitely can't move. There's no doubt about it. He's he can't do He can't do as much moving around the pocket anymore. Last year was bad, but Godwin was hurt still. The Mike offensive Evans, line took hits. I mean, now yeah. we're making excuses for Brady, but... But I think that's part of it. But he's a different quarterback now than he was. I mean, not wildly different, but yeah, the skills have... Not the skills have diminished... His ability to move around, and yeah, he doesn't want to take hits. I totally get it. I wouldn't want to take hits either. But if you're asking to be the point guard of the San Francisco 49ers, basically, and get the ball to all these playmakers, I mean, if Brock Purdy can get the ball to them. Yeah, but Purdy moved around all the time. Yeah, he was doing a lot of those, the RPO stuffs, the bootlegs, and things and like that. And then scrambling out of pressure, I know, spinning but, seven different ways till Sunday. Okay, so Purdy has maybe the athleticism more than Brady, of course, because he's so much younger. But Brady has... 20 years of experience from the neck up. You don't think he's going to be able to find these playmakers? This would no, be the, yeah. one of the greatest offenses he would ever play in in his career. <laughs> but but to Perlow's point, it's, it's so unique. Do you see Brady running an RPO or have Debo Samuel behind him with a fake toss into he, a he can't you know, run an back RPO. around nope. naked bootleg <laughs> into a throw to Ayuk back to Christian McCaffrey? No, of course not. You're not going to put Debo at running back if you have Brady. I would no. think that that's, that's all over. You have to like go they, to a traditional offense, and you're kind of wasting all these weird elements you have. Right, well, but but that's part of what makes the 49ers offense so unique and good is that they are so weird and so out there and unique and, and all these different things that you put Brady in there. They might still be great because it's Tom Brady. But you're taking away what they're great at. Okay, but they don't. This is they might not need the trickery and all that stuff to move the ball. Like you have great playmakers who are awesome at yards after the catch. That's not going to change. And then we know what Brady loves. He loves being able to dump off to a running back in the flat. He's loved that. He loves his guys who are in the slot, and he loves his tight ends. They have all of that. Yeah, I know. I just you know they won twelve in a row with Brock Purdy. The other thing too is. You really want to conserve well, they won seven in a row with Purdy. Oh, twelve in a row. <laughs> yeah, right. Overall, you really want a conservative offense with this defense. So you do not want a up and down the field offense. You want to chip away. Is I don't know Tom Brady. I feel when Tom Brady's at his best, he's throwing the ball a ton. Um, I mean, but that is, are we kind of being his modern best? If you want to go back to two thousand four, okay. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, are we maybe are we selling Brady short? Well, he adjusted. Would he be happy throwing twenty-five touchdowns and being twelve and five again, or thirteen and four? I think so. I think he want, and I think he wants to be in the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't think he's going for like career passing records and just trying to compile and get all these numbers. He has them all. He has them, and also I think he's now just trying to put as much distance between himself and the second place, whoever that is, the second place person in terms of Super Bowls. And also, we know Tom Brady just doesn't want to leave the sport. He doesn't want to go home yet. I, I think Shanahan has an idea of what he wants. And I think it was actually, this is going to sound weird, but I think it was Trey Lance. I think he wants everybody to be a unique weapon that can make an incredible play yeah. on any, maybe more of like what Justin Fields was with the Bears, a quarterback who could break long run. I think he wants all this dynamic movement. Brady is so different. And the, one thing about Shanahan and Brady, it'd be one year, right? Or two years. You kind of, you're kind of cutting short the this run the, that the they Trey appear Lance to be window. on. I don't know how long. I mean, they have two superior players in Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. Yeah. How long are they going to play? I mean, those are Super Bowl winning players. Oh, but that's a case for Brady to come. 
Well, I don't know. I think if, but honestly, Nick Bosa is pretty young. I think you have a 10-year window with him, not just a two-year window. Okay, but if Tom Brady for one year to see if you can get, get over the hump. And then if not, then you have Trey Lance who just, you know, sat at the foot of Tom Brady and learned about quarterbacking. Granted, they don't play the same way. Well, but, they're not going to keep him. I mean, at a certain point, if maybe, Tom Brady comes in, there's no future for Trey Lance. I don't know. I mean, again, if it's a one-year thing, maybe you do keep him. You have you're not going to recoup the same draft capital that you traded away to get him. That's for sure. How old do you think Nick Bosa is, by the way? Nick Bosa came out after three years, right? I've I this surprised me. He is twenty eight. He's twenty five. Wow. How is that possible? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't feel right. No, that's like when I told you guys that Romeo Dobbs was born in two thousand. Guess how old Fred? Just, Fred this weird. one's even more surprising. Guess how old Fred Warner is. Fred Warner is 27. He's 26. He looks like an elder statesman. He's got that sort of mature look on his face. No, you want to know what it is? Don't see a lot of young kids, no, young people named Fred. That could be it. He's also Fred is not a young man's name. I'm looking at his Freddie, face. Freddie, maybe. He does not look like a young player. He looks like an older player. Uh, Do you have any friends named Fred? No. Nope. We have a caller who calls in every now and again, Fred. Yeah. That's about it. I guess he's a friend. I mean, there's a Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, and that cartoon came out in the uh, 60s. Cartoon? What do you mean? Yeah. He was real. I mean, Fred, it's just like... Hey, let me ask one more question. If they do sign... sound older. Who do they have to sign? Uh, are they going to basically not pay Brady much? Is this... They can't bring in Rodgers. be $60 million, They'll knock all these guys out. Do they have to pay anyone? They know they paid Debo. I know McCaffrey's paid. Yeah, McCaffrey's paid. Debo. Warner's been paid. Is, they paid him last year. Has Bosa been paid? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, this Nick Bosa. Check. Yeah. yeah Joey no, definitely got paid. He's on his rookie deal. So anyway. They, yeah, because uh, apparently he's 19. <laughs> we yeah. just figured that out. So I don't know. It does just, I, yeah, maybe they will sign Brady and maybe it'll be great. It just feels like they were so good this year. Do you really need to bring in a Tom Okay, Brady? well then who's your quarterback if not Tom Brady? And Brock <sighs> Purdy is going to, he's getting a second opinion today, but Brock Purdy is, has to basically get Tommy John surgery yeah. and is going to be out for six months. I kind of want Brock Purdy to be my quarterback. Okay, but he's out for six months. You don't even have to start in the season. I understand that. That is a bit of a crimp in my plan there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was looking forward to a Trey Lance, Brock Purdy. Now listen, until Jimmy G is wearing another uniform, <laughs> I'm penciling Jimmy G. One year, ten million. Why not? He knows the system better than anyone. Just keep him uh, because there might be another team out there that gives him like two years, twenty five. <laughs> I thought you were going to go bigger than that, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you got a desperate team yeah. in the Jets. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers thing is really a Hail Mary. And you're going to have, you need a quarterback in Carolina. You need a quarterback in Vegas. You need a quarterback in. Yeah. Or, um, I'm missing a place. Seattle, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they just re-signed Gino. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would expect Gino as a front Yeah, I mean, there. Gino had a good season. But any of those, those are not really perfect Jimmy G situations either. If you're gonna if you're gonna pay thirty million dollars for Tom Brady, maybe you'd pay eighteen for Jimmy G. I but Brady was more like twenty, and he might even come for like fifteen. Do you think he will? I don't know. Eight five five. But wait, why would he be twenty? <laughs> he took twenty with the Bucks. Did he really? What mm-hmm. year was this? Last year, like this year, he was getting paid twenty million dollars. 
When did he? What did he originally sign for there? Do we? Do I we think know? he's been making between twenty and twenty-five million a year ever since he's been a buck. Wow! I know, way under market value. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. And quickly, want to sneak in Lorenzo, who's in Houston, who wants to talk about D'Amico Ryan's, your new head coach of the Texans, Lorenzo. How do you feel? I think I speak for about ninety-eight percent of the city when I say I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. Can't wait for to get the uh, to get this program started. I understand why. I mean, what are you expecting in year one with D'Amico Ryans? Um, my realistic expectation for, for the city coming off of a two-win uh, you know, campaign, I'm not expecting much of a transition in the win department, but I will you know, expect about five wins mm-hmm. still building coming off, of a, coming off of a Bryce Young number two pick. I think we're going to be sitting around five wins towards the end of the year, still trending upwards. There you go. Lorenzo, I think that's wise, right? You're not you know if you're gonna have a rookie quarterback, it's it's you're gonna have your ups and downs. Got a lot of young players on this roster. They went three thirteen and one last year. Five wins, six wins next mm. year. I think you're feeling good. Yeah, I I think it's interesting how he described it as a program. It feels like a college program, <laughs> right? You know, you have all these guys in here. Um, I like it. I like D'Amico Ryan's. He is really downgrading on talent from San Francisco. A little bit. It's going to be a challenge. And I, you know I don't want to hire a defensive guy under any situation, but I have to be honest, I'm a little I'm a little infatuated with Miko Ryan's. The Eagles' offense looked unbelievable all year. And I'm telling you, I know they won 31-7. They had no luck. I, what were their total yards? Like 220 or something? They were about 100 yards below their season average. He had he had them outthought at every single spot on the field on Sunday. And they, they somehow lost 31-7, but it wasn't Ryan's fault. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We have the most ridiculous story that we heard today. You will not believe that this is true. Somehow it is, and people got in serious trouble for it. We're going to update that story for you in just a moment. You're listening and watching Maggie and Perloff right here on CBS Sports Radio and YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
All right, we're back on Maggie and Perloff. Huge day in coaching hires. Now we have three. Let's make sure I get it right this time. Frank Reich in Carolina, yeah. D'Amico Ryan's in Houston, and Sean Payton in Denver. You poo-pooed Frank Reich, by the way. Well, I mean, the excitement level, come on. There's clearly going to be a higher level of excitement in Denver. No, but you know what's going to happen. Because oh, Frank Reich will be great. This. He's yeah. going to be great. He's going to have the Panthers in the playoffs. They're going to win a playoff game. Because this is how it goes. The under-the-radar yeah. coaching oh. hire is the one that ends up Doing I, the best. I like Frank Reich. I think sometimes because he wears glasses similar to mine, I look I could pull off a Frank Reich. <laughs> I've been thinking about doing Halloween for Frank Reich. <laughs> what would, what would you do? Just wear what you're wearing? Well, you put on the he's always wearing the team hat, always. Yeah. And he usually has a scruffy, yeah. No, it's his glasses are identical to mine. He does not look if you look at Frank Reich, you would not say, Man, that guy was a former NFL player. No, I mean Frank Reich is responsible for like one of the great memories I have as a fan. Yeah, the comeback? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and of course he was Boomer Esiason's roommate at Maryland. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it seems like that's the kind of coach. It's offense, offense, offense. We, we've we kind of beat around the bush about this, but there's no mistake. Three of the four final coaches were offense. Seven of the last eight final coaches in the NFL were offense. you got to move the ball. Into yeah, we NFL. love the D'Amico Ryans hire. I, I like think- it. I like it, but I, I fear that they're not going to be offensively oriented enough because defensive coaches tend to coach conservatively and that's not working in today's NFL. You know what though, for a young team like the Texans, maybe that's not the worst thing. You're going to have a Mm. most likely a rookie quarterback. I don't know who Ryan's is going to bring in as his OC. I mean, that's going to be really important. Big thing. Who are, who's going to develop whoever you take in the draft. And then we'll see where they go. But like, I don't think having a necessarily conservative ish game plan when you have young players is like a terrible idea. You can build mm. on it, you know? I, I just You can always like, go up. It's harder to dial it back. Now. I mean, what were the worst coaching moves we saw all year? It was Todd Bowles punting from the opponent's 45-yard line. That's a defensive <laughs> coach. Defensive coaches do stupid stuff like that. And what's the best coaching moves we've seen all year? Nick Sirianni going forward at fourth and one in his own 30 on Sunday and okay. then going forward on fourth and three. Going forward on fourth down is, is now... A key to winning. No. It's just you cannot win in today's NFL if you're not going to be aggressive. I get it. And but defensive coaches never want to do that. Well, Andy Reid punted from the Cincinnati 38 in the AFC Championship. But it game. was yeah, but the wind was blowing against it. There was no way he was going to hit that field goal. No, I get it. It was a fourth and eight. But like even sometimes, you know, sometimes the game dictates when you have to be conservative. I'm with you on Todd Bowles. That was maddening because I believe they were down a score too. So when you're punting right. and you're down and you're basically. Now you're not only battling your opponent, but you're battling the clock because how many possessions do you think you're really getting back? That's really frustrating. But Nick Sirianni can go for it on fourth down because he's got a great team. If he fails, he's got an awesome defense to bail him out. And if he goes for it and gets it, he's got a great offense. He's in a privileged position there to be going for it. I disagree. I think it's the the modern look at fourth down. I mean, the whole NFL is doing it now, so it's not just Nick Sirianni. If you choose not to go for it on fourth down, you're hurting your team. Well, listen, Doug Peterson did it with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's very aggressive. We talked to Tony Khan about it. They like that about him. Now, they wanted to hire Nathaniel Hackett. We're going to sweep that under the rug. And ironically, Brandon Staley was a better coach when he was going for it on fourth down. And he's a defensive guy. But the Eagles have a little cheat code with the rugby play on fourth and one, which makes it different. But you have to... You have to be analytics oriented. You can. There's no. There's no more room for error because coaches are starting to modernize on that stuff. So if you have this defensive guy who's just going to try and put the win a field position game, you can't. The rules are so in favor of offense. You're not going to win a field position game. You need offense, offense, offense. By the way, in your Bills, Sean McDermott. I don't know. I'm not sure <laughs> they have the right. But actually, he coaches like an offensive coach, kind of. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty aggressive. He's pretty aggressive. Because he knows he's got a good team, you know? Th- and he'll get in a shootout. He he lets Josh Allen gun it down the field. Yeah, I mean, he's got no pass rush. They have to get in a shootout. <laughs> Your quarterbacks are going all up and down, down the field. Um, okay, so big coaching news. Sean Payton going to the Denver Broncos for hefty price. First round pick, late first round pick, the Miami Dolphins pick. Uh, they traded Bradley Chubb and then a second round pick. It's not nothing. Ooh, that's okay. I didn't, I actually am just wrapping my head around. That's not too bad, though. What is that, the 23rd pick or something? 24th pick? Yeah, we got to go to Tankathon and see okay. where uh, so that's Miami not a, is. That's not a killer. I thought, I thought you could have to give two firsts for Sean Bain. No, not two firsts. I mean, even Bill Parcells, I don't think, was traded for two firsts, and Belichick wasn't traded yeah. for two firsts. Gruden was one first. Gruden was two first, right? Gruden was two first, I guess. So I that, that. at the time, Belichick was coming off a failed stint with the Browns and defensive coordinator. So it wasn't like he was Belichick at the time. No, but I mean, he had won two championships with the Giants as their defensive coordinator. But still, defensive oh shoot, guy, yeah. Sorry, who? Where? I'm looking at Tank Thine. Whose pick is this? It's the Dolphins via the Saints. Dolphins via the Saints. So it's Niners. It's excuse me. So it's 29th. Yeah. Via Tw- the Niners. So it's twenty. It's thirtieth, I think. Is it twenty ninth or thirtieth? Well, there's only thirty one teams picking this year. Remember, because the Dolphins right, got right, right. docked their first oh, pick. Oh, I see. So I'm looking at Tankathon, and they listed the forfeited pick as a pick. So it's the twenty. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's not bad. It's basically that's almost two second rounders for Sean Payton. I thought it was going to be much more. I bet you Sean Payton was not as hot a commodities we thought. <laughs> well, apparently not, if you believe Ian Rappaport reporting that the Broncos were even working today to still try to get D'Amico Ryans, and uh, and that didn't work out. But that again, is... we did have a source off. Yeah, I mean, Schefter said the opposite. Who do you believe? Well, I could tell you think Schefter was uh, putting out some propaganda for the Broncos. I never said anything. I never said anything. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking, if you're Sean Payton, is that, is that a little bit of a blow to your ego? But I guess that's what the money's for. Um all but right, at the so, end of the day, we are not going to remember any of these shenanigans. <laughs> this day is not going to be remembered. Well, the only thing it could be remembered is if somehow Sean Payton fails spectacularly in Denver. Okay. And D'Amico Ryans presides over this grand rebuild in Houston. Okay. Then maybe we'll go back to this day and be like, if they could have flip-flopped, what would have happened? Yeah, I see the first one as a possibility. The second one is you have to be very patient Listen, for this grand rebuild in Houston. You tell me all the time, these coaching hires, even they're, for they're the good for, guys, are crap. Yeah, no, no, that's not, has nothing to do with Ryan's. It's that uh, Houston is very far away. They are. He knows that. He got a six-year deal. We'll is see it? if he sees the end of it. Yes. Yeah, so, that show bet? Six-year? Okay, yeah, yeah. On the team that's fired coaches on back-to-back years, does D'Amico Ryan see the end of his six-year deal? Ooh. No, he feels a lot different. He's a lot younger than those other guys. No, that's true. It was a, who is it? Lovey and Cully. Yeah. Cully was six. Cully was a long time assistant. Long time assistant, and Lovey wasn't exactly a hot commodity when they brought him in. Mm-hmm. Hadn't he sort of failed at Illinois? Well, and the team was kind of like in a crisis, you know. Yeah, he was just in there to stabilize him. Well, I mean, maybe he should have got a little bit more of a shot. But again, they went three thirteen and one this year. So that's the coaching news. You're welcome to weigh in eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. I gotta be honest. I thought we'd get a little bit more happy Denver fans because I remember when Nathaniel Hackett went for it on a 64-yard field goal. We had a lot of angry Denver fans the day after that happened. Where are the happy Denver fans now that Sean Payton is your coach? Again, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Hell, we had a happy Houston fan. They (laughs) They won three games last year. He was happy. All right, we got to get to the story. 
Perloff, you sent this to me. Yeah. And it's an unbelievable story. Do you want to get the nuts yeah. and bolts? It's unbelievable, but it's really not that unique in, in our sports world. Uh, us, the headline sums it all up. Coach fi- Coaches fired after 22-year-old assistant girls basketball coach impersonates 13-year-old JV player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get even... that story every day. Yeah. Uh, well, we did have... No, no. We have people who are older who try and get back into the high school game and relive their glory days, sometimes <laughs> get recruited. Uh, the game was Saturday, January 21st in Suffolk. What state is this? Virginia. Virginia. Portsmouth, Virginia. Yeah. And... Apparently, uh, Boykins, was the assistant coach, was wearing the number one jersey for Churchland, actively playing in the game. <laughs> she played under a student's name, and they fired her. I don't get They fired for that? She was clearly <laughs> just helping her team. <laughs> yeah. They fired her. They fired the head coach. They fired the varsity head coach, even though this happened on JV. So this was the name of the teacher, Arlisha Boykins, who's 22 years old. Churchland is the name of the school. She's impersonating a 13-year-old, and the how they got found out was, first of all, so you're asking all these 13-year-olds to keep this secret. What did you think was going to happen? But that's not <laughs> even how they got outed here. How they got outed is that she was wearing, as you said, Perloff, a jersey of a girl who is on the team but missed that game because she was at a different basketball tournament or something. The parents of that young 13-year-old girl called and was like, what the heck? Why are you impersonating our daughter? Freaked out, rightfully so. And now it's a national scandal. Wait, I sent you the story and I didn't get all that. Did you go and do more research into how this all happened? Of course I did. <laughs> I was like, wait, I've what? read 13 articles on I this. I mean, thing. don't you have to clear with the parents first? The lie that you're about to dupe yeah, like, everybody? Hey, hey, listen, we're going to pretend to be your daughter. How about this? She's like, Pumping up, she's like pumping every like everyone up after she scores a basket. It's like, dude, you're 22 playing against 13 year olds. You gotta like fist bump and be like flexing after you score. Listen, it's not as loser. easy as you think. If I went up against a bunch well, of 13 yeah, year olds, I mean, I'd get my butt kicked. Right <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's a long line of people defending this kind of behavior. <laughs> no, they're not. But it's just hilarious to me. How did you ever think you were gonna get away with something like this? I don't know. You don't think anyone's ever gotten away with this? They probably I mean, have. Maybe people have, but we wouldn't know. But it's just so funny. This is on the heels of a story that just happened in New Jersey where a 29-year-old woman re-enrolled into a high school and was there for like two weeks before anyone found out that she was way too old to be in school. Now, she wasn't an athlete. No, she was just like trying to be a student. Yeah, there was a guy, I got to find, I think he was in Dallas, who was 29 years old, went back into high school and started getting recruited by colleges. I remember that story. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Relive your glory days, maybe get... A second shot. Get co- Division two school. Yeah, why not? Start over. I mean, you have to lie about your identity, I guess, but... <laughs> yeah, besides that, See, I think you have this, to falsify documents. I really wouldn't have fired this woman because she was just... This seems like a one-off. Just, I don't think she was trying to maybe build this it. this wasn't the first time. Well... I mean, it was a JV game. She wasn't trying to get this varsity team and get a scholarship anywhere. So I don't think, <laughs> I mean, she, she was just kind of doing it in the moment. She got caught up in the moment, clearly. I the, love how you're defending her. The fact that this is a JV game, like, at it's least it so was varsity, lame. right? Like, varsity, you, you're putting up banners, you're winning state championships, or sectionals. There's, there's at least some reward or award at the end of the season. JV, you just play, and then the season's over. There's nothing there for you. How on earth you need to cheat for JV is just, it's... 
Unbelievable. I mean, nice message to send to the kids, oh. too. It's like, <laughs> just kids. cheat and lie. What about the kids? What about the children, Perloff? You're not thinking about the what children. What lesson do they learn? Tell your parents everything first. The big, <laughs> the big cheating scandal when I was in Little Leagues was when we played baseball. Uh, this happened more than once. Like Danny Almonte? No, thing? no, no. A coach would bat the best player at, like, second, then put him up again at seventh. Oh, it's so and, bad. And rotate him in every six or seven people, and everybody knew what was going on. They actually did that? Oh, yeah. I remember the game. It was Jeff Markowitz, who was a, he was like a Von Hayes clone. Five-tool player. Jeff Markowitz. He was a five-tool player. He was fast, had power. And we had to pitch around him all game. It felt like he was just up because he was just up. But at least he wasn't an adult pretending to be a Yes, he was a, a literal 12-year-old. Year old. Yeah, yeah. I think, it was, I think it was maybe eight or nine, too. It wasn't even 12. Yeah. Jeff Markowitz was a five-tool player. I'm oh, sure he yeah. Was. Are you kidding me? If, if scouts could have seen that game, he'd be in the MLB right now. Oh, man. What could have been? Jeez. I yeah. Mean, so you grew up playing tennis, by the way. I mean, that, there's a lot of cheating in that sport. Well, you're making your own line calls. How'd Kids that? used to cheat all the time. And what, what role did parents play in that? Scream at each other. <laughs> oh, okay. So the kid would call something bad and the other parent would get into it? Yeah, all the time. I mean, that would happen. Or like, you'd if you really had a discrepancy, you'd have to redo the point. But, you know, it's, everyone knew. Yeah. Everyone knew. You like, sports. You, you I got mean, you got to, and it's a gentleman's or a gentlewoman's thing. You got to try to be nice to your opponent. You got to just call it the right way. Youth sports are already complicated. We don't need adults faking their way into them. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, what if you were in a tennis tournament and all of a sudden <laughs> here comes this, like this, Steffi Graf. Yeah. <laughs> this woman, she looks like she's 32 years old. What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, she's serving 80 miles an hour. Um, so one thing about this story though, that I thought was a little bit overkill, they canceled the rest of the season. Now I'm not sure how many games are left, but like, okay, the coach messed up. The coach is messed up. Don't penalize the kids. What if they like playing basketball? No, now they, they don't get to play the rest of the season. Yeah, but the kids knew. They knew their coach is playing. They could have come out and be like, hey, coach, I'm not down with this. A no, 13 they let year it old, happen. The Houston Astros, <laughs> a bunch of full-grown adults, allowed a cheating scandal to go on for a year and didn't say anything. You're expecting 13-year-old Molly's going to be like, hey, coach, this is uh, really not right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, because they didn't have the integrity to do such a thing, then that's why their season's canceled. They, they earned it. Everyone's punished. I mean, listen, they canceled the Churchland JV girls basketball team. <laughs> this is not the Houston Astros. I think the world will move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let it. I'm devastated. <laughs> Those girls need to get back on day. the court and represent the junior varsity team. <laughs> Come on. Get back out there. As a lifelong JV member, I should be more <laughs> fired up on this. I've played more than a few JV games. It's yeah. important to us, darn it. <laughs> when you told people that you played college and basketball, how long before you dropped that it was the JV team? Oh, immediately. No, 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 no. Immediately. I lead with it. I played JV at college. And it was, and then I tell everyone it was closer to a club thing. It wasn't exactly, I wasn't in a feeder program to go to the NCAA tournament. Trust me. Man, at least you weren't out there impersonating a 12-year-old. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I mean, yikes. Okay. See you guys on the phones. You want to talk about Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryans, the two big hires for today. We want to talk about it with you. 855-212-4227. Of course, 
We are across the country on CBS Sports Radio. We're also streaming right now, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Time for a CBS Sports update. Here is Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Been an exciting day, especially if you're in Houston or Denver. Feels like we've got a couple calls. Houston fans are into it. D'Amico Ryans, former 49ers defensive coordinator, will take over that team. I, I just think it's, we're so, we want to be rewarded instantly. That's not going to be the case here in Houston. <laughs> no, yeah. it's going to be a slow build. I mean, I guess the one question about Peyton is, do you think it's too much to give up for a head coach? Well, it's only, it's a, only a late first round pick. The 29th pick would be the 30th in a normal draft at a second rounder. That doesn't feel too bad. And then on top of it, you're going to pay him, but that has nothing to do with the salary cap. So, you know, that is no, that's no impediment to sign a player or anything like that. And you've already spent your money, so you have to win right now. That's true. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's going to be tough in that division. Uh, we were also just talking about a story where a woman who's 22 years old who was an assistant coach on a JV basketball team impersonated one of the 13-year-old girls on the basketball team and played in a game. It led us to talking about more people who pretended to be younger than they are and go back to school. And Steve in Indianapolis is calling in with a story just like that. Steve, what do you have? Good afternoon. <laughs> How you doing? Also, for f- good. For a future reference, a week ago I moved uh, with my wife and two dogs to Sparks, Nevada. So in the future, it'll be Steve from Sparks. Okay, good to know. Thanks for letting us in on that. Anyway, uh, I went to high school with my mother. She I'm sorry, what? <laughs> young. She had me when she was young, 18. Uh, dropped out of school. This is way back in the 50s. And uh, always felt bad about it. And wanted to go out uh, in her early 30s and get a job for her first job in her life. So she thought, I'm going to need a high school diploma. So she went back to school. I was a sophomore. She was a senior. We had one class together. I think it was geometry. What? And, and uh, was, you know, you have all those yearbook things at the end of the year, <laughs> most likely to succeed, most fun at a party, all this other stuff. Anyway, she was voted the most popular girl in the senior class. Because <laughs> she had an ID. She could probably buy everybody beer. No, it wasn't <laughs> like that. I mean, she was very gregarious, very intelligent. I think she got all A's and B's. Uh, but Wait, anyway, Steve, what was that like for you? Were you, like, hanging out the same parties and stuff? Did you eat lunch together? No, no. We were two years apart, and I had my own social clique, and she was there with a purpose and was really focused. And my recollection of it, my God, this is a long time ago, uh, was, I mean, she just hammered the homework. She She didn't want to jump into this and fail yeah and so she was just extremely studious and uh didn't take a light course load i mean she took all the stuff you have to take as a senior but uh she did really well and she got her diploma went on got a job had a nice career but uh i just wanted to call in and say uh no kidding i went to school high school with my mother. No, did you go to the prom with her, Steve? <laughs> no. Uh, I never. I didn't go to the prom. Mm-hmm. Uh, did she? I wasn't a, I was, no, I don't, th- I don't think she did. I think she was the homecoming I, queen. I, she sounded like she yeah. was the most popular woman on campus. Well, yeah, that, that's one of those yearbook categories they give you. I don't even know who votes on that stuff. But uh, she was very popular, and uh, it, was a, it was a unique experience. And, of course, now as an older person, I tell tell that story to people, and they're just like, you're like, what? <laughs> well, tell it's, 
Tell it, me about this. <laughs> it's a great story of perseverance. I mean, really, you know, we're joking around a little bit about buying everybody beer, Steve, but uh, it's great. I mean, the fact that she went back to school, got her diploma, went on to have a career and a job, it's like such an incredible story. Yeah, it's a great story. She was, see, I was 16, and uh, so she's 18 years older than me, so she was probably around 34 or 35. It's, it's incredible. Steve, thanks for telling us, and, uh, you know, good luck with the rest of the move to Nevada. Yeah. Good luck with all that. <laughs> <laughs> what if all of a sudden your friends are like, man, your mom's way cooler than you? Like, she was the, wow. you know, social butterfly of school. Yeah, I mean, that's a territory that's well-worn <laughs> in movies and film <laughs> where... Like Billy Madison? Just, oh, it's not your mom is cooler than you. It's your mom is attractive. It's, oh, oh, you know what? I didn't even think this could have been a Zach Wilson situation. Yeah, <laughs> Stacy's mom situation. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I would think that would be a concern if your mom was a junior, <laughs> a senior when you were a sophomore. But you think that all the boys are going to be attracted to a woman who's 34? Uh, yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I think I walked right into that one. Uh, it's kind of how it works. <laughs> okay. Enough said. Uh, let's let Bud in Knoxville, Tennessee, follow that up. Hi, Bud. How are you? I'm doing well. Hope you guys are. Thank you. Uh, really excited about uh, uh, the Texans hiring D'Amico Ryans today because it'll be a good uh, homecoming there whenever they get together with Bryce Young. Hopefully, hopefully they'll have a good offensive coordinator, but I don't think it'll be as dynamic as Smitty and Jalen Hurts together. That's for you, Perloff. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Wait. Um, I'm just, oh, so you're talking Bryce Young. I'm trying to get the connection to Hurts. And, okay. Yeah, I mean, they think the Texans need some players, though. Where are you going to get all them? Well, I think it'll be a, uh, you know, as it, it usually is uh, a slow build. I know it wasn't for Serrani, but uh, I think it'll be a slow build for him, and it's going to depend on what kind of uh, offensive coordinator they get. Yeah. Listen, the Texans have, I'm ready to hear it, 11 picks in the upcoming draft. Yeah, so? Well, I'm not saying you're gonna you're not going to take 11 guys. That's not how you're supposed to work the draft. But that's a lot of flexibility where you already have the second overall pick and more. Like, you're going to build through the draft, bud. Thank you. And Perloff, you didn't appreciate the Jalen Hurts and Smitty reference? Wait, I, I missed the connection because he's saying Bryce Young is going to be their quarterback and he's Jalen Hurts. and Like no. a connection like Jalen Hurts has who's Smitty. Devonte Smith. Oh, Devontae Smith. I yeah. thought it was like a coach named Smitty. Oh. That's why I was like, I, no, who's I think, the coach who's Smitty? See, I, I didn't know if he was directly referring to the Bryce Young-Jalen Hurts connection. Oh, maybe he's... Apparently you didn't either. I didn't either. Maybe he wants a Bryce Young is now going to be paired up with, you know, another great Alabama wide receiver. Who? Who's coming out this year? Oh, wait. Do they have, they have Mechie already. They yeah, they Mechie. got Mechie. Yep. But I don't know if Mechie's going to play. I hope he does. That'd be good. Um... Who else is coming out this year? Oh, this year, like Quentin Johnson, uh, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, no, but they but Jordan they are Addison. from Alabama. <laughs> oh, from Alabama. Well, Alabama needs a uh, Alabama Jalen Carter, right? I, I think they were very disappointing this year. Not Jalen Carter, Jalen Duran. What was the receiver's name? Um, they they definitely were had hit a rare value on receivers. Jaron Hamilton. The kid from Georgia. What was his name? Oh, from Georgia. I thought we were talking about Alabama no, no, wide who, receivers. The kid who transferred from Georgia to Alabama oh, last year. Oh, and had a bit of a disappointing yeah. game. Yes, yes. And then, wait, what's that? No, I'm looking at the wrong one. Jalen Hale? 
There's Jermaine Burton. Ja'Cory. Jermaine Burton. Jermaine, Jermaine Burton. Burton, yes. Is he in the draft? Anyone help me out here. And Ja'Cory Brooks. And what's, they have one. Then they had a really talented kid who left right before the season. They were a mess in wide receiver. That's why I think they're going to be better next year. I'm all about well, Alabama next year. You know, for but we're getting to this right at the end of the show. Alabama still doesn't have an offensive coordinator. Did you see the guy from yeah. Washington just turn them down and is returning back to Washington? Yeah, but that's okay. Anybody but Bill O'Brien. Well, he's with the Patriots now, so you don't have yeah. to worry about it. No, I mean, that's that's why I'm saying things are going to turn around. Well, is this another candidate for someone who needs to fire up the private jet, fly to Bangkok, no, I and think, find Cliff Kingsbury? I mean, that was immediately everybody went. Because yeah. Cliff's a Belichick guy and Saban and Belichick. Yeah, I, I, I'd be thrilled. I, I think that's an exciting opportunity. How do we even get here? Oh, Smitty and Jalen Hurts. Smitty and Hurts. No, Smitty and... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Smitty wait, and we got three positive Texans calls. This is a, a record. <laughs> it's a revelation. Congrats, Texans fans and Broncos fans. We'll see you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.